0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Guardians. I want to thank you for making Locked on Guardians your first listen, free and available, three days a week right now in the off season. during the regular season, every day, wherever it is you get podcast, if it is an app, if it is, uh, you know, just through a stream, wherever it is, you'll find us there. Uh, on today's show, we're going to bounce around a bit. We are going to, I'm going to try to highlight one college player a day. For just like a three four minute thing just a quick way to talk about uh keep that going on the show we'll also talk about uh, the the latest promotion in the staff and then just some other things i've been pulling uh some fun historical bits and pieces one could say and we're gonna take a look at an all free agent team for segments two and three on the show today just to kind of give an idea of what's still out there once this Uh, lockout ends and everything resumes, what's out there? What could the Indians really go out and find or do to help them as a team? Uh, We know for sure, you know, that it seems pretty much locked in. This minority ownership group is going to come in and eventually within the next five years become the majority ownership group. Uh, And it's a good group. I am, again, very happy with what is occurring. But uh, let's start off with our college profile. And the player that caught my attention today and I'm gonna butcher his name, Cooper, Gerpe from Oregon State. Uh, Oregon State, of course, is uh, an extremely effective pipeline. Uh, I believe that's where Steve Kwan went. You know, Adley Rushman, uh, recent big name, Michael Conforto. I can keep going, but it's you know it is one of the preeminent programs. I know I sometimes brag on the Pac-10 a little as it comes to some of those teams, like you know UCLA with its own uh, developmental issues, USC, which is just across all sports, kind of hit or miss. Uh, and then, you know, the Arizona programs, both of them. Uh, but Oregon State remains Oregon State, and they just stay a very strong program, one that de- develops well, uh, one that plays very well. And, I mean, Hajurpe, again, probably butchering that name, uh, is, I assume, going to be their Friday starter of their ace last year. Strikeout rate of nearly 11.5 per nine, walk rate a tad over three, ERA was 4.12. There were what six home runs in 77 games, so not quite a home run a game. But again, just looking, strikeout rate over 11, walk rate a little over three. Six three left-hander, four pitch mix. I want to say doesn't really blow you away with anything. But when you're looking at those command control types, the you know the the Indians type of arm. Oh, this is very much their type of player. Uh, recent picks from Oregon State against Steve Kwan, Logan Ice come to mind. Uh, They've not maybe added as much in pitching, but it is a program that they have gone back to multiple times. Uh, I don't know where he slots in right now. See, he's going to turn 21 in March, so, you know, very typical birthday. But again, a lefty, four-pitch mix, good command, good control, success, and missed bats. I'm thinking he's more of a second-round arm right now, potentially in a weak college pitching class. He could rise, Uh, so just there's your name to watch for this year uh, when it comes to uh, for this show segment today. And let's go over here and talk about uh, Jose or not Jose Joe Torres, who essentially is taking over the Ruben Niebla role with the uh, Guardians organization. He, you know, pretty high draft pick back in the day, and bounced around uh, quite a few teams. But he came to Cleveland a few years ago and has mostly worked in rookie ball, low A and high A. And then I believe when Niebla got promoted, he essentially took over that roving minor league pitching coordinator. So with Niebla going across to San Diego, he's just continuing to be that guy. He's moving up. He's taking that spot. Uh, He'll be in there with Brian Sweeney and Carl Willis. Uh, let's put it this way: Franco left tomorrow. I have a feeling Sweeney and Torres would still be there, and Willis would not. It's very clear who are the uh, the front office minds, who are the advanced thinkers, and then who are the the good old buddies. But he, you know, he's done. He's he served his time. He has moved up. I don't know if he was uh, expected to move this quickly up the organizational ladder. Um, I, I don't have a ton for him just because, again, you know, my time with the organization was well, never with the organization, but my time kind of being uh, covering it in depth in person, getting that time in the minors, getting to know people in that was a few years ago. And he moved pretty quickly, which I mean, again, moving quickly is, is definitely a sign of he is very good at his job. Uh, I don't want to, you know, he's very good. The Indians are awesome at evaluating this type of things. If he is being promoted, it is deserved? It has it helped that guys like Matt Blake and Ruben Nebla have been uh, stolen by other organizations? Absolutely. I mean that that's one of the things that uh, absolutely makes sense. And part of this promotion, honestly, could be something to keep the Cubs from trying to to get him to come out there. Because again, we know the Cubs, once everything starts to pick back up again, are probably going to try to grade a little bit from the uh, fantastic pitching that the developmental staff that the Indians guardians I should say have built up so yeah I don't know Torres as well I just don't have that exposure he's kind of one of those people again that's after the time that I left my final year really covering like in AA and getting to know people was was that like 2018 2019 uh, after then I moved uh, to no yeah 2019 would have been my last summer out there so it, it's been a while and then he spent, you know, his first few years were all in the lower minors. And I, pardon me if I just trust implicitly uh, the Indians when it comes to the Guardians, I should say. I, man, it's been worse than normal today on the show. But uh, I just trust the Guardians kind of implicitly when it comes to evaluating who is good at helping them evaluate and develop pitching. They've done such a fantastic job with it. And, I mean, the pipeline seems to keep going. You know, they lost Matt Blake last year, and we still had the huge breakout by Logan Allen, we had a lot of players be very successful um, stories in terms of just their own development. Cody Morris and the like. So I think, again, they are going to be fine. Let's take that first break and then we'll come back, start looking at the all free agent team. So again, we can get some ideas of who's left out there for the Guardians to consider. Hopefully they will come back with minority ownership more or less in place and ready to spend a little. That first sponsor is one of my all-time favorites, and by now you should know it's Built Bar. I had, last night I got hungry, I had uh, some Bilt Bar Bites, I had a Double Chocolate, and then I had the White Chocolate Cheesecake. We can go over to Built Bar right now. And if they still have the churro, again, remember, if it is on sale, which they still do have, and that was one of my favorites when they sent me a trial of it, oh, you missed the sale on it, though. But normally, when a flavor comes back, or it's near the end of its run, They'll put a sale on it and it's 15% off. And then you use the promo code LOCK15 and you save another 15%. I mean, you get to double down on your savings. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Why wouldn't you want to save even more? And it's always great. It's always delicious. Right now, churro is their only specialty flavor. But, oh, I'm sorry. And coconut marshmallow and coconut almonds. Yeah, I'm not even, I'm not right. But you can always get peanut butter brownie. Double chocolate is one that I enjoy. Salted caramel, coconut. A lot of people love the raspberry. Mint brownie, cherry barcia, cookies and cream all the time. And cookie brownie uh, chunk bites are under $10 right now. So there's a special deal. So you can get them for under 10 bucks and still use the promo code LOCKED15. Go check it out for yourself. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. Let's start with uh, maybe the hardest position when you're sitting here trying to put together a list. I was looking at the free agent catcher list. It's like, uh, I was like, isn't Alex Avila retired? Did I miss that? I'm like, uh, Williams Asueto, with the Twins, maybe he's the guy. Robinson Chirinos, I liked him a few years ago. Um, you know, It's a chance Maybe worth running a gamble there. And honestly, Kurt Suzuki at 38 years of age or Steven Vogt at uh, 37 years of age might be your top two contenders for catcher of the year. That's how weak the catching class is. And that is why we know the Indians' catching situation is a disaster. We know they chose not to pay Roberto Perez, and he immediately found a home with the Pirates because uh, catching is awful. It is always awful. It's always going to stay awful. It's hard to find good catching. Uh, it's just one of those positions that everybody needs it and there's never enough of. And, you know, I, it's kind of curious to go see a team like uh, the Padres adding uh, Jorge Alfaro. Again, Alfaro was supposed to be a bat-first catcher who's not been bat-first. So, I mean, I wasn't, I, I wasn't even a fan of him coming to the Guardians, honestly. But, you know, they went and made that big trade for Austin Nola. They went out and made that big trade, you know, before that for Francisco Mejia to be the catcher of the future. Austin Hedges was a pretty high draft pick who they paid. I teams sit there and will spurn through assets trying to find a catcher. And it's because of this. I mean, very quickly there's nothing I mean, I like Grayson Grenier, uh, when he's coming out of South Carolina, this also kinda of highlights, man, letting Eric Haas go He was a decent catcher. He wasn't anything special, but the kid worked. He was a solid catcher. He was a better defender than Francisco Mejia when they were coming up together. And uh, the year he had, it's just, that's one of those that really kick in the pants. Uh, I guess I'm leaving Kurt Suzuki, but I mean, essentially there's nobody. Uh, That's what the Indians, when all this comes back, trading two guys, trading one guy currently on the 40 man, and then trading one player who would need to be added next year because they already, next year's group, I mean, I'm going to start talking about next year's 40-man group very soon. It's, it's it's almost as bad as this year's group was, and bad as in good, because you have to come and make so many hard decisions. But they're going to have to figure something out. you got to sort start sorting through. And you know, I know a lot of – I see Justin out there. I, I know he's a big Carlos Vargas guy, and I know a lot of people are. There's a lot of people who love, love, love Carlos Vargas. Uh, but – for me, it's just the he doesn't have the reps, but like it seemed like the Cubs. Who cares if he doesn't have the reps? You have time. Like if you can do something, and and go out and uh, get a catcher, I, I think it is something you have to strongly consider because it's it's a free agent. It's a need for the Indians, but it's also just an absolute disaster right now. And there's nothing in the free agent market. So your first base options. Now we're going to okay, Freddie Freeman. Let us just move on from that. It's not Anthony Rizzo. I mean, he's in clear decline, right? We all admit that. Is he really someone you'd want to go out and consider? He's not for me. Let me put it that way. Uh, the rest of the group, you know, it's a lot of... You know, Greg Bird, Mike Ford, Jose Martinez, Dan Vogelbach, Travis Shaw, Mitch Moreland, Colin Moran. It's a lot of guys where it's... Uh, they were one and done, or so there was like a peak season and there hasn't been a whole lot since. A lot of players that I am just not feeling... And that's why, again, I'm all for the trade. I'm all for trying to see um, Garrett Cooper, the first baseman I talked about with the Marlins, go make a trade for first baseman. Anthony Rizzo wasn't even worth two war a year ago. Now, I know he was not the best defender. His, his OPS plus was still over 100, but he's been in decline for a while. Um, he's a solid first baseman who at points was, you know, one of the best. But you can't pay him the rate it's probably going to cost to acquire him at his age, at, you know, 32 years of age and clearly declining. I, I just can't see it. Uh, Freddie Freeman is, of course, the first baseman on the all-free agent team. But in terms of just the Indians and free agency, uh, first-base upgrade would be great. You know, especially, let's say the Yankees decide to bring back Rizzo. Let's say the Yankees decide to go crazy and add Freddie Freeman and Luke Voigt is out there. Yeah, let's, let's go make that call. Um, absolutely, <laughs> sounds good to me. But Freeman is our all uh, all free agent first baseman. Moving on to second, uh, it might be Brad Miller. Uh, this is again a position that's been really badly picked over. Uh, Donovan Solano was really good for San Francisco two years ago. Uh, I know the Indians technically could use a first baseman or first baseman, a, uh, a second baseman with all those internal options, all those young players. I would be a little upset, honestly, if they added a vet. This is not where you go and you invest your money. You you let Jimenez, uh, you let Rosario, you let one of them play that position, and you you don't invest, you don't invest in it. This is not where you go and you spend the little bit of money you have. Uh, Mike Freeman can be had. He's a free agent. Bring him back in a minor league deal, and I'm only half joking because they probably will end up doing that because Terry loves him so much. Uh, in terms of Brad Miller it is kind of humorous to look at, you know, when the Indians let him go and his statements about the, you know, they were the Indians and I can say technically guardians uh, about, you know, not being interested in putting the best uh, lineup on the field. I mean, he went to uh, 2020 with St. Louis. He was one of the top hitters on their team last year, 377 uh, at bats. He still had a 107 OPS plus. Again, not really a second baseman. I, he's probably more of a DH than anything, um, but Brad Miller could still hit. And Solano, I believe he's another one who I was kind of surprised to see that he's out there, because you know, he won the Silver Slugger in 2020. He was a, a force of nature at second base. As a Again, he was a late debuting player. He's a 32-year-old. He bounced around many teams. He hadn't played in the big leagues. He played in 2016, then got back in 2019 with the Giants. Had a pretty good twenty nineteen in limited action. Uh, had that fantastic twenty twenty, and then this year in twenty twenty one, he was still above league average production. He was still a you know a one point one WAR player. If you were gonna take a gamble on a low value signing, that Solano would not annoy me that much. But there would still be some level of annoyance uh, just because they have so many internal options. But for me, looking at what's out there, and yes, as Drupal continues to be okay, you know, continues to to show that he deserves to stick around. But uh yeah, I think Solano would be my number one uh second baseman. He would be the second baseman on the all infield team. Or the all infield team, the all free agent team. He would be on the infield of the all free agent team. With that uh slip of the tongue there, let's take another quick break, come back. We'll handle shortstop, we'll handle third base, talk some outfield, we'll see if we have some time to get into the pitching as well. But uh, you know, let's look at it and try and figure out ways that the Cleveland Guardians could improve through free agency. Bet Online is the official sports book partner for Locked On, and they want to wish you a happy new betting year as they continue, as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one sport for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Okay, moving over to shortstop, a position the Indians should just never invest in. Let's let's be honest, right? Like uh, they have so many players, uh, it's it's a weirdly deep position right now, right? Because, of course, Carlos Correa is still out there, is, in my opinion, the number one player in free agency. Trevor Story is out there who scare, would scare the crowd out of me to sign. Andrelton Simmons had a terrible year in Minnesota after I thought he would be a great under-the-radar kind of lower-end signing. Uh, didn't, you know, a case where I did not look like I knew what I was talking about. Jonathan Villar just continues to hit. Uh, he continues to play well wherever he goes. Jody Mercer has been a solid you know, defender backup type like I said, it's a weirdly deep group. Jose Iglesias is out there who had another strong season. Uh, you know, he's probably best served. He's, 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 let's put it this way. He's moving from the point where he was a pretty solid starter to maybe he's more of a utility type pretty Galvis has been a pretty solid starter in the past as well. It's clearly Carlos Correa. And it's also clearly a position the Indians do or guardians <sighs> really bad with that one today. The guardians do not need to invest in third base. Uh, you know, the, t- technically the top player in terms of who's a free agent probably would have been Kyle Seager, but he retired. Uh, Matt Carpenter hasn't been good the past few years. Uh, you know, Matt Duffy is an interesting guy in terms of the bounce back. He showed some signs of life. Uh, Todd Frazier is the constant fill in. <sighs> Ooh, this is an ugly group. Uh yeah, you know, I think part of me wants to lead in Matt Duffy just because he's the youngest of the group, and if I'm going to sign someone, at least he showed some sign of life. Again, he's kind of a lower-end pickup. Uh, the Indians have a third baseman is pretty decent, so, again, this isn't the biggest need. But I'm going to go with uh, Matt Duffy right now. This might be crazy over Matt Carpenter or Todd Frazier, but those are the, you know, at least, again, Duffy. He had that good year with the Giants, and then he was, God, was he part of the... The Longoria trade, that's thats in my mind, he was part of the Longoria trade, and then last year, with the Cubs, 97 games, you know, a 100 OPS, 287 batting average, 357 on base, 381 slugging, so really good on base skills, almost no power, uh, he hadn't played in the big league since 2019, let's see if I was right about him being the Longoria trade, does my memory serve correctly? Nope. The Matt Moore trade, wrong veteran player going from Tampa to the Giants. But I Duffy, you know, he hit that year where he finished second in the Rookie of the Year. And this was actually his, the 2018 year with Tampa was another pretty solid one. The thing is, he has no power. You just have to get, like, if you get him, you want to put him maybe in your, well, the two spots should be your best here in your life. He might be a good leadoff guy in some regards. Like, he's going to walk. Uh, he's going to make contact, he's going to get on base, there is no power there. But if you're a team and you don't have a better option, there's some value in just a high on-base skill guy. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with my choice of Matt Duffy. Let's move to the outfield in general. Now, the big question when you talk about outfielders is, of course, well, there's multiple ones, right? You know, Chris Bryant, is he an outfielder or is he a third baseman? That does change things uh, depending on how you look at it. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, are we considering him an outfielder or a first baseman? Are we considering him a DH? You know, there, there's a lot of things to look at. I, Nick Castillanos in right field. Let's just leave that be. I think that's a pretty obvious safe uh, going on for this listing. Conforto is a left fielder. You know, I, I think I would probably still trust him there. I, uh, you know, he didn't play in the big leagues last year. But Sayo Suzuki is the only real center fielder left. So, I think I'm going to cheat and go back and move Chris Bryant to third base. Uh, sorry, Matt Duffy. Chris Bryant at third base, and then you can do Suzuki, Castellanos, and Conforto as your outfield. Uh, and then that leaves Schwarber as kind of the DH of the group, which I think is his natural position. And, you know, we talked about it on a show, I don't know, maybe a month or so ago. Uh, when it first was announced about the minority ownership group, that Chorber really would be kind of the ideal target. Again, if you sign him, it's only to be a first baseman or a DH. I know they already have uh, Framil Reyes, but uh, some of the luminaries they've ran out there defensively in the outfield make me uh, not all that concerned to try someone like Framil Reyes in the outfield. Can he really be worse than Domingo Santana? It's a hard thing for anyone to be worse than Domingo Santana when it comes to defense. So I'm I'm okay with that. I'm also okay with signing Schwarber and letting him play first. Like if a guy is a bad defensive first baseman, it's, it still doesn't have a huge effect on your team. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm looking at Schwarber as the DH. I'm looking at your outfield with uh, Castellanos, Conforto in your corners, Say Suzuki in center. Uh, you know, looking at the Sport Track list, which is what I've been using for this. Uh, they don't list him because he didn't play in the big leagues last year. At least I believe that's why. You know, just some other interesting names, you know, Billy Hamilton actually had a pretty good year after he left. Uh, Mark Payton's been one of those guys I've been kind of high on. And I wanted Mike Talkman; He was pretty terrible at all stops last year. Brian Goodwin, you know, he was good for a good solid two, three years with Anaheim, was pretty terrible with the White Sox, but so might be a nice buy low candidate. Uh, Alex Dickerson had a nice rebound with the Giants before this past year. Another guy like The Giants had a lot of guys who had really good 2020s who came back to earth in 2021. Uh, Ian Desmond I whew, I mean when's last time he played uh and you know even when he signed with Colorado I thought that was a relatively bad deal Tommy Pham is a nice guy honestly to consider at a lower price contract there's a lot of signs for him you know he still hit the ball hard he still did a lot of things well even though he's going to be 34 uh, I mean I'm always nervous signing a guy into their mid 30s Tommy Pham on a one year deal would be kind of interesting for the Guardians Defense was also kind of an issue for him at this point in time. Uh, you still got guys like Andrew McCutcheon, Dexter Fowler, who can play an all right corner, but again, you're looking at guys in their late 30s at this point in time. Like oh, bring back Eddie Rosario; he's only 30. I'm kidding. Um, you know, Jock Peterson, if he's signable, would be an interesting player. Essentially, the you know the left-handed version of um, oh man, just having a complete brain collapse uh why can't I not think of the outfielder we got for Tajne Thomas um and I can't think of the second baseman either now (sighs) we traded him for Peyton Beatonfield wow there's people screaming at their screens right now I'm gonna pause this and I you know how many times did I get his name wrong this year Luplo yeah Jordan Luplo couldn't remember him for the life of me uh I the one thing with Jack Peterson is, I almost wonder if he's going to cost more than he's really worth. Like if there's a name value, because at points his value, you know, he looked like a very good young player. Uh, but yeah, this I mean, there's still some names, but we saw a lot of the best players in the outfield group already get signed. Like it was a position with starting pitching that the uh, the best players went out and got signed. Of course, if I move Schwarber to DH, that means we don't get Nelson Cruz. That's the downside. Uh, Jorge Soler is another player who's probably a DH that we don't exactly know. He's another player. Uh, maybe you consider him for the Indians uh, at 29 years of age. Like I'd rather roll the dice on him than a lot of other players. He was so good a few years ago with Kansas City, and he was awesome for Atlanta in the, uh, the postseason. But uh, he, he had been consistently inconsistent. So, that, you know, w- the gamble you want to take on that. I'd rather roll the dice on him than, you know, some of the older players. Let's put it that way. Starting pitching. Uh, I mean, Clayton Kershaw and Zach Greinke are probably your biggest names. Uh, you, UC, uh, you say Kikaju with Seattle had a, uh, pretty good year. And like, there was some debate whether or not to pick up his option or not. Danny Duffy started out very well, got hurt, never ended up playing. Uh, Pineda has had his ups and downs, but I mean, he's, he was valuable to Minnesota. Um, you, Chris Archer, J.A. Happ, John Lester I believe retired, Michael Fiers, um, you know Carlos Rondon of course <laughs> completely uh, didn't have that so Rondon is the ace of this grouping. Uh, someone want to give Matt Moore or Cole Hamill some more chances Oof. like I say it kind of drops quickly but you have Rondon, uh, Kershaw I believe like I said is going to miss some time this year, Frankie was he's 38 he was showing signs of being 38 but if you consider those four then are you those three then uh, Kikachi and uh, maybe Danny Duffy is your five Zach Davies maybe up there I mean Zach Davies it's hard to believe he's only 28. it feels like he's been around forever uh, maybe Davies over Duffy and I mean that's the thing like there's reasons to be scared of Rondome, but there's also reasons to feel like remember he didn't the White Sox didn't offer him a qualifying offer. You don't lose anything for signing him. If you're going to go out and sign a starter, uh, why not him? <laughs> Basically, right? Like he was really good. Now there's always injury concerns and there's health concerns and there's the fact that he had one fantastic year. But right now, I and mean, he stands out just heads and head and shoulders above the rest of the crowd. Uh, your reliever market Kenley Jansen's probably the big name, I assume, for most people. Uh, Andrew Miller, Trevor Rosenthal. Trevor Rosenthal is interesting to me. Like, honestly, um, the Guardians, I've said that I feel like relief is an area that they under the radar need help for. Uh, Rosenthal, due to injury, didn't really pitch for Oakland after they went out and signed him. He was really good for Kansas City, was solid for San Diego. He might be a good. Uh, by low, you know, depending on his health and if he's available to pitch, I believe he would be. Adam Odovino was not bad for Boston after essentially the New York Yankees, you know, paid Boston to take his contract. Alex Colome has been bouncing around the uh, American League Central for a while, has been pretty solid. Old friend alert, Joe Smith continues to be, you know, what he has been. Uh, ended the year with Seattle. Uh, Archie Bradley uh, is a player that uh, I thought the Indians were going to draft at one point in time. He is back out in free agency. Another interesting player to consider, Jake Diekman, is a solid lefty. You know, there's some down the, you know, and I'm not even talking about guys like Brad Hand or Delin uh, Batanzas Juris Familia, Joe Kelly, you know, Chris Martin, who was with Atlanta. Those are some bigger names as well. Uh, Michael Givens. Baltimore to Cincinnati. There's some names. There's some players to chase right now. It's, you know, it's a... Colin McHugh was having a pretty good year for Tampa before he got hurt. Uh, Richard Rodriguez, Atlanta traded for him, and I was surprised when they decided not to offer him arbitration. Uh, You can just keep going through these lists. It's an interesting list of performers and names and old friend alerts galore. Honestly, for me... am I undervaluing Kenley Jansen? That Part of me is like he's not, let's put it this way, I would never want to go out and spend high money on a reliever. Um, Kenley Jansen's not the one I would go out and do. There's a lot of names here. Uh, I'm hoping, honestly, for some of them, that the Guardians will just see if they can do some deals like they did with Brian Shaw a year ago try and get that guy on the camp invite and see if you can catch some uh, lightning in a bottle. They've been very good over the years, uh, helping players find a little more left in their arm. It's kind of curious to go see what Joe Smith was like this past year. He was really bad with, um, uh, he was really bad with Houston. With, uh, with Seattle, he was okay. You know, still doesn't walk anyone, still can strike out some guys. Uh, he opted out of 2020 with the pandemic but he's you know I, I would not and with the way they kind of love to bring back uh, old friends I, I would not be shocked if they offered Joe Smith uh, you know a camp invite another Ohio kid you know right State player from Batavia Ohio so uh, yeah he could see his way back in camp as a, a camp invitee uh, speaking of Ohio kids you also got Andrew Chafin on this list so it's it's an interesting list of relievers, and it's deep because there's Matt Strom, who I totally missed as well, who uh, is one of those players that I'm intrigued to see what he can do once he gets out of the Kansas City and San Diego pitching development death line, pipeline. Uh, yes, that was intentional. I want to thank everyone for listening. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen three days a week currently, as it is the off season. Remember to rate and review, download daily. That helps our show to grow Uh, you know, hit me up with questions in the mailbag, things like that. So we can do one of those every week. And as we say now, go, go guardians go.